You might have noticed various island landmarks going blue on Tuesday. This was to mark World Diabetes Day. Professional cyclist Sam Brand was diagnosed with the condition 22 years ago, on World Diabetes Day in fact. So it was poignant to catch up with him on the day itself, along with his good friend and comrade in the mission to educate and empower, Natasha Parry from Diabetes Isle of Man. I'm Sam Brand and I'm a professional cyclist with Team Nova Nordisk. Team Nova Nordisk, you've obviously come to the end of your season now, Sam. Let's just quickly chat about that first. Uh, Yeah, it's been another, you know, fantastic year. I still pinch myself that I get to sort of cycle around the world and do what I do for a living, a professional athlete. You know, I always wanted to be a professional athlete, so to do it another year and had another good year for the team. So, yeah, no, it's uh, a dream. So I, I love it. It's been great. And for those that don't know, it's a very special team that you cycle with, isn't it? Tell us a bit about them. Yeah, so Team Nova Nordisk is made... Is well, it's the first all diabetes professional cycling team. So every single rider on the team has type one diabetes. That's eighteen athletes from all over the world, uh, all living with type one diabetes. And the goal is to inspire, educate, and empower everyone around the world affected by diabetes. Um, and to be able to go to different countries, do outreach events to to support the diabetes community all over the world is is a privilege to me. I mean, diabetes is a huge part of who I am. Uh, I was diagnosed on World Diabetes Day, so it feels like it's something I need to embrace, something that I want to pursue and to help others, you know, to use a platform of professional sport to drive that change around the world. That is fantastic. And, and you know, that's I'm a professional athlete because I want to win races. I want to be the best there is. I want to be the best I can be. But I also want to use the platform that I have that was given to me through diabetes to be able to affect that change so yeah it's it drives me every single day and I guess that's the commitment I have is to the diabetes community and I love I was looking at your your pages earlier which I follow you anyway so I see a lot of this but there was a, you put up a lovely thing saying uh, that you make no secret of the fact you want to change your part of the world 30 seconds can positively change a life and that's huge tell us how you can change a life in 30 seconds Sam well that's massive you know just a conversation here where you where you have a smile you know if you can have 30 seconds of laugh you know you do a lot of the time when you go to and if I go to an outreach event I don't get a lot of time with the audience or I don't get a lot of time to speak to people but if that's a conversation where they're going to leave and feel more empowered where they're going to leave and feel happier that's something that's a change now a change in someone's life or changing the world or changing something doesn't have to be the end goal you know it doesn't have to be all done in one day all done in one conversation but to make someone smile is a step towards that so that's for me is is huge and that's what I tried to do even if it's something as small as a smile it can be massive I mean if you just leave feeling a bit better you've come in on a Monday morning and you're not feeling so good you haven't had your coffee yet but then you have a little joke with somebody that that laugh that interaction is something that I feel you can take away and it can be felt whereas the end goal of changing the world you never know when that is but if we can make small steps and that that makes a big difference that's so true and actually talking about making people smile i'm guessing you know sort of for those young people maybe who've only just been diagnosed with something like diabetes it's a scary time for them so actually finding the joy in life is really important isn't it yeah it's absolutely massive you know we 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 speak a lot to smaller kids they've been told that they can't quite dream anymore you know they might have been had their dreams taken away that's because that people don't understand the protocol that needs to be put in place with diabetes to to reach that goal. I want to show that I've put my protocol in place to be able to be a professional athlete and I have and it took years but 
if they want to be a doctor, if they want to be a pilot, if they want to be X, Y, and Z, they can do it. There's a protocol that may need to be put in place or maybe not. But at least then if I know that diabetes is the key to becoming what you want to be, then that's just something that we have to focus on. You know, if you want to be a fighter pilot without diabetes, you still have to go through the steps to become a pilot. So I want to put those protocol in place to allow them to be that. Dreams are powerful. Hope is powerful. And I just want people to be able to hope and be able to dream with diabetes as you would without diabetes. Well, let's think as now, nowadays, obviously, there's some amazing bits of tech and medical equipment, aren't there, that that will help you get through as normal a life as possible. But I'm guessing still as an elite athlete, you know, sort of international cyclist, your life will be different than other cyclists, I assume. You have to be slightly more aware of, of sort of your environment and what you're doing, or, or does it really impact you very much at all? Yeah, I mean, it does Im- impact, but I... <laughs> I tried to see it as very much as a positive. I tried to see it very much as I can do something or if someone says you can't, then I'm like, well, watch me. I'm going to, it's just my competitive nature, you know, but so you talk about technology and it's made huge advancements these years. And, and, you know, I tried to put in place ways that I can do things as opposed to ways that I can't do things. So it's like, how can I do that? This is how I do it. And then find protocol and find ways to do things as opposed to the other way around, which is, we're probably a bit more hardwired to be a bit negative or a no is easier to say than a yes because yes requires a bit more work usually. But um, the thing for me is trying to make sure that people are able to say yes a bit more. And then, you know, if you put me or another cyclist without diabetes on a bike, we're both going to need to fuel, both going to need to understand our bodies. We're both going to have to put food in, put energy in at some point. So I feel that it's a benefit that I know my body that bit more maybe. Uh, But in terms of technology it's huge at the moment and and we've actually um been in the government offices today to try and uh, provide an access to everybody for the new technology coming it's coming thick and fast and it's just moving forward so quickly that we're trying to show what's available to those living with diabetes and you know if you have it in place early on it becomes a prevention and you allow people access to a better life to that smile that I was talking about to that hope and to that dream that's so empowering in itself I'm really inspired uh, Natasha you're your diabetes Isle of Man with diabetes Isle of Man and you've just been with Sam for World Diabetes Day at the government just he sort of hinted at what was going on there just tell us a little bit about your visit and what what was happening yeah sure so we went in to uh, present to the MHKs today um, over the lunchtime period um, and we gave them a general overview of the condition uh, the prevalence of the condition on the island so just for those who don't know over six percent of the island's population are actually living with diabetes which is you know quite a big statistic um and so we we sat down with them and and we gave a presentation on really where we need their investment and their attention and the different areas because obviously diabetes as a condition is so vast and it affects so much of your body um and really investing in sort of prevention education programs and the technology there that sam's just touched on um you know, it will help in the long run prevent sort of complications and, you know, it will increase people's time when they're healthy and well with the condition, um, which is something that we're really, you know, driving. Um, we, we really want to make sure that people can live well with and thrive with diabetes. So how was your presentation received? Um, I would like to say it went well. Don't you think so? Um, yeah, I would agree. I think... There was a. It was quite statistic heavy. Um, you know, they had to strap in for those statistics, but they're the things that you know really quite shock people. And it was, you know, 
it was the numbers that we needed to get across. Diabetes is almost a bit of a silent crisis. Lots of people are sort of aware of it or might know somebody with it. I think the statistic for the island is one in 17 people are affected in some way um, of the, like with the condition. And you think about your circle of friends and family, there's likely 17 people in that. And, and even at work, you know, included in your colleagues as well. So, you know, it, it's a it's a big condition. And so when you know, presenting to the MHKs, we're, we're trying to get across, these are your constituents that are living with this condition. Um, and if you can turn the focus now um, and invest in the different areas that we're sort of highlighting to you, then it's just going to be a win-win for sort of everybody across the board. So what would be your ideal outcome then from these talks? Okay, so to, to cover off the four points that we raised in particular, we had uh, the diabetic retinal eye screening programme. Um, currently, there isn't one in place on the island, and this has been a known issue for the health service. Um, it was introduced in the UK in 2003, so we're actually 20 years behind as an island. Diabetic retinopathy is the leading cause of blindness and sight loss in working age adults. Um, and it's thought that when there is a screening program introduced on the island, you know, we will see a tidal wave of people requiring treatment uh, because of this lack of screening. Um, so that was, you know, number one in terms of uh, where we need investment now. Um, number two was a investment in technology that Sam touched on there. So the latest technology is hybrid closed loop um, so it involves the use of a, an insulin pump and a continuous glucose monitor and an algorithm. Now, the algorithm gets to know your body, gets to know when you are likely to eat, when you're asleep, what um, activity you're, you're likely to do in the day. And it actually starts to deliver your insulin or pause your insulin intake and, and delivery for you. Um, so we had Mayan um, who stepped up in in the presentation today um so he's 14 and he gave an incredible uh 30 like sort of five minute chat about his technology that he's he's on the the closed loop and he just told us what a difference it's made to his life and he said he's about 96 percent in range blood glucose wise and he's been able to get sort of full night's sleep you know for the first time in his whole you know time of being diagnosed which is I think he said nine years, nine years. Um, and his mum also uh, Danielle was there and she said the same you know this algorithm it's become like what the job that she did um, as a carer which is just so powerful so yeah we really want to see investment in that in that area from our government the third point was uh, education and prevention programs for type 2 because it's thought that over 50% of cases of type 2 are preventable or de- or could be delayed with awareness around the condition and lifestyle changes. And I think it's just one of those conditions, like I said, that people are aware of on the peripheral, but until they're diagnosed with it, then, you know, they don't take note of it. Um, and we want to see things like symptom awareness campaigns um, and uh, know your risk campaigns and things like that on island, uh, because I think that'll really help drive down the numbers of people eventually needing treatment and the last point was emotional and psychological support for people with diabetes because it's relentless it's 24 7 you know regardless of your emotional or physical state diabetes doesn't leave you and if you do have type 2 diabetes or any type of diabetes you are twice as likely to suffer from depression 
um, and that those bouts of depression are more frequent and for longer periods. So these people are out there needing help um, and we need to see that just become part of their integrated care. So there are four wish lists on the old Christmas list <laughs> for the MHKs. But yeah, so that's that would be the win for us, definitely, to see those things start to be implemented um, over the coming years. You're listening to a conversation with Sam Brand, Natasha Parry and me, Christy Dehaven, about diabetes, cycling, positivity and much more. Most of us who don't have the condition would have no idea of the complexities of it there is so much to it isn't there it's not just oh eat less sugar like a lot of people might think yeah i mean it's a condition where there's a huge amount of misconception and um, misinterpretation and lack of understanding and that's because you don't need to know until you need to know and if you if you know before you need to know it's probably a lot better you know i i i live with type 1 diabetes but i there's also the type 2 uh, diabetes so we need to it's it's not just I don't try to change diabetes just type one it's a broad brush you know I want to help everybody with diabetes and and you know I, I probably spend more time trying to help other people than I tried to help myself but you know that's because that I'm so passionate about it if we can do something to help other people we should so this is me using my platform to try and support those other people and it, I, I just want to see other people have access to um, the care that they need you know it should be a choice it's just like anything else. Diabetes is 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 become, you know, my calling card. It's become. Um, I I also don't want to be recognised. Oh, that's the diabetic cyclist. You know, I'm 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 a, an athlete with type one diabetes, but I'm an athlete when I'm an athlete, and I'm also uh, sort of an advocate for type one diabetes. But the, I don't want to be seen, and we don't want to have this badge of it's just diabetes. That's it. Full stop. You know. But we have to. If you want change, you have to create it yourself. And that's, I guess, where me and Natasha come in. You know, we want to, we're, I guess, off the younger generation in terms of bringing up through care. And and we've seen a big change from when we were first diagnosed 20, 20, I was 22 years ago. I think Natasha said she was 20 years ago. So, yeah. And like I said, I was diagnosed on World Diabetes Day. So today's 22 years. And for me, I've seen a lot of change in those 22 years. And now over the last five, we've probably had the biggest change that I've ever seen. So that's only going to become um, more. But we're at the risk now of being behind. And as an island, we're so strong and we pride ourselves on being so independent, which is fantastic. And now we can have this gold standard and that's what we want to integrate and make sure that everybody who needs help has access to that help. So, as you said, it is World Diabetes Day and obviously you've spent your day campaigning and speaking to people and not just at Timwald, have you? You've actually been speaking all over the world, but via computers today as well. Yeah, yeah. I was in fact supposed to be in South Africa today giving a a talk to Nova Nordisk, our title sponsor in in South Africa. But um, unfortunately, it was uh, cancelled, but it still happened virtually. So I was at home at the kitchen table uh, giving a talk to the lovely supporters in South Africa and then straight into uh, to Douglas to, to talk, well, to watch Natasha talk. It was unbelievable. She was superb. So her and Mayan were fantastic. And I was there to provide support, you know, for me. Um, watching other people is, is empowering for me. You know, I get as much out of our community as... I hope to give I mean like everyone talks about inspiration and I I don't know if I deal with that well because I don't do it to be an inspiration but if I can be somebody's help or support or inspiration then that's great but I take as much out of listening to Natasha speak or listen to Mayan speak you know to get 
their inspiration you know i i get motivated and inspired by how they deliver and what they're talking about and what they're passionate about so it's not just one way you know uh the diabetes community is huge like peer support in diabetes management is probably the biggest support out there and i i i give a lot to the people who have helped me and support me and that's probably it, it's what i want to give back and you, you mentioned the idea of being an inspiration there natasha and i know is that there's a little bit of in the cringes when he hears that but do you know what when you think of that that young young person that's with you today and all the other young people it must mean a lot to them to have someone like sam who is basically fighting their corner yes definitely i think uh the fact that sam is a you know an athlete a top athlete with diabetes and he travels the world and you know and he is able and he's so accessible i think that's the great thing about the isle of man you know your 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 messages are always open on social media and things like that and if i ever need him to sort of come and help me give a speech or whatever i just give him a whatsapp and that's how that's how it goes in the diabetes community um and i know that there's lots of young people particularly you know at point of diagnosis and in those immediate months afterwards when there is that possible lull of you know feeling that helplessness and stuff sam is a great advocate and can come along and just say you know it's actually fine you know look at look at us you know we we live with the condition we've been living with the condition for 20 odd years and you wouldn't you wouldn't know it I mean I hope to think like I like to think Christy you look across and you don't see two diabetics you just no, see two not. normal people and wouldn't you know you wouldn't be able to tell I, mean, I don't know about normal but I don't see <laughs> <who's> diabetic <laughs> yeah, so, but it's just that's that's the thing for us definitely um yeah. you know we're here to help uh, the younger people and, and older people who sort of feel like they need some, you know, inspiration or some, yeah, some motivation to, to change and things like that. So, yeah. You must have met some amazing people over your time, Sam, and presumably, as Natasha was kind of mentioning there, a lot of young people as well. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people who I would like to say have added to my story. I mean, I feel like the anecdote for me is like you're constantly adding to your own book. You're constantly adding to your own sort of journey and all those people you meet add something else you know i always say you can learn something from everybody and the great thing is you don't know what that would be when you start the conversation but if i can take something away from every single conversation i mean i've had conversations in poland in australia all around the world of stories where the you know you changed my life and you did all this but i take that's huge for me and going full circle back to the isle of man you know me and natasha grew up together both living with diabetes i didn't know anyone at school but natasha said some kind words about me and i blush a little bit but it's thanks to her as well you know natasha's the 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 sole employee of uh, diabetes isle of man and and i can't take away from the work that she does you know okay i might be a professional athlete and that's great but natasha does so much in the background that you don't have a clue about and you know i'm conscious that sometimes it might look like the professional athlete who's riding around the world with diabetes but don't forget what Natasha's doing to provide inspiration because she's doing so much and to be able to do that I don't want it to look like I'm taking glory you know because it's not about a glory thing but we also need to realize that I get as much out of supporting Natasha and supporting each other so you know she's been there probably since most of the journey we did like venture center afternoons together with the diabetes group when we were both younger so you know inspiration and motivation and all of that can come from different sources now I've met a lot of kids living with diabetes a lot of parents you know I feel I can help put the parents minds at ease you know like I always say diabetes is the best thing that's ever happened to me and you get a lot of parents shocked and a lot of 
like they don't get it but then you can see that they're warm by that you know like i want them to know that things will be okay like you know it might seem like a a life-changing condition which it is and it takes constant management but like i say it's the best thing that ever happened to me it gave me you know a purpose um a, a reason a community a family and a team and yeah a reason to do what i do so I can't say that it's been straightforward. It's not been easy. It's been up and down. But at the end of the day, it's given me that desire, that purpose and that want and ability to create a change. So, you know, it's beautiful listening to the pair of you. Honestly, it's it's, such, it's a lovely, you know, kind of friendship we've got on the go here and also what you're doing together, obviously changing lives everywhere. Because the thing is, it's not just about the people who have diabetes, is it? it's about the families as well. And you kind of, it, it affects everyone around you really, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think that's one thing, you know, I'm hugely aware of. It's it's a family diagnosis at any point because, you know, the young young child that's diagnosed, obviously the parents then manage that condition for them until they feel comfortable enough to do it themselves. Um, but even, you know, the sort of middle-aged people that are potentially diagnosed with type 2, they then have to come home with all this information about food and the the way that their family has potentially lived and, and eaten and all that sort of stuff. It all changes um, and education around food and, you know, people it, it has a ripple effect um, a diagnosis. So, yeah, it it, it might, um, there, there may be over 6% of the population living with diabetes, but that statistic is a lot greater by the amount of people affected by it, um, you know, by being carers and parents of, of people with the condition. So, yeah. And we've been talking about Diabetes Isle of Man. Just for those that are listening, uh, tell us what you guys can do for people. So currently um, we are, you know, we, we are focusing on lobbying at the government to make changes, as I mentioned earlier. Um, we do also support those um that are newly diagnosed with different support packs and things like that. Um, so always get in touch or try and find us on social media, our website and things like that, which I can share with you later on. Um, we This year we have run some family workshops that have involved parents and their child that has diabetes and and any siblings that they have so we've actually done that with the children's center charity um and they've been really successful actually and it just provides a safe space for the children with the condition to meet others with the condition but also the parents then sit with me and have a hot drink and a bit of cake or biscuit or whatever um and we just share and there's been tears there's been laughter you know and it's it's really such a powerful forum for people to know that they're not alone because I think that that's one of the main feelings that parents have when their child is diagnosed is isolation especially if they don't know somebody with the condition and um, so just meeting somebody who really gets it makes all the difference um so we're hoping to continue those workshops into the next year um and we're looking to put some peer support groups on as well for you know older people so adults <laughs> older people <laughs> grown ups. just grown-ups yeah, <laughs> yeah um so yeah uh that'll be coming in the next year which which will be great as well because like sam said the peer support you know we sit in front of consultants or gps for half an hour worth of an appointment twice a year the remainder of the time you have to manage that condition yourself mm. so who's going to carry you through that but the, the support of the community uh, the diabetic community so yeah 
you know, with all you two do, I don't know when you sleep. Do you? <laughs> Does this not happen? <laughs> you basically just yes. constantly working. It's amazing. <laughs> well, listen, before we wrap up the chat, uh, just let us know how people can find you then, Natasha. How can they find Diabetes Island of Man? Okay, so we are on all the social media channels under Diabetes Island of Man. Um, we are also, we have a phone line, 622325. You'll get through to me. It's only me that'll answer the phone. <laughs> um, or there is our email address, which is hello at Diabetes Isle of Man, all lowercase.com. And Sam, uh, Natasha did mention that you are quite open on your socials as well. If anyone wants to get in touch with you and ask you some questions, how can they do that? Yeah, so uh, I'm there if you need me. Uh, my um, social media is uh, usually the same. It's uh, at Samuel Neil Brand on uh, Instagram, which is probably the easiest. But I also have a website, which is samuelbrand.com, which is also got contact details on there. So if you head to samuelbrand.com, uh, you'll find all the ways to get in touch with me and it all comes through to me. So. Many thanks to my fabulous guests. You can listen back to this programme at manxradio.com on demand or by subscribing to Manx Radio podcasts using your usual podcast provider. Just look for the Island Life series. And if you can, join me on 1 to 3 next week as we hear more about Diabetes Isle of Man as our charity of the week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.